Get your Bibles out and go with me to Mark 11, Hagen 11.20, no, Kenneth E. Hagen 11. We're going to start with verse 12, and I want to show you my title. It's kind of strange, but there's a reason. When trees talk. Did you know trees talk? They may not talk, but they definitely communicate. We're going to talk about when trees talk. And you may say, I've never heard a tree talk. Yeah, but you've had circumstances talk to you. You've had mountains talk to you. And so we're going to talk about how to handle it when trees say things they don't need to be saying to you. So are you all ready? Say, I'm ready to go. Father, to open up our hearts and our ears to hear the word and be a doer of it today in the name of Jesus. Mark 11, 12. The next day when they came out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And he came to it and he found nothing but leaves. It was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it. Now, I want you to go back to this word right here, in response, Jesus said to it. We know that trees don't talk. Well, what, but let's go through this story a little bit before we get to Mark eleven twenty three and 24. And, and let's go over why Jesus said what he said. He's, he woke up that morning, he's hungry. He sees a fig tree that should, if it has leaves, have food on it. it God designed trees to bear fruit. A fruit tree should have fruit. And having seen that, he goes, it says he went to it. Now that means that it wasn't on the road. That was off the beaten path far enough that he turned to go to it. That means that he has an expectation in him that when I get to this tree, I'm going to be satisfied with something really good to eat. But when he gets there, there isn't anything. And so his expectation is is dashed like, oh, man, I was hungry. Now, how many of you have ever had your hopes up? And found out that your hopes got dashed. Lisa and I just got back from the mountains. She got the bright idea the other day to go see leaves. We jumped in the truck and left. And we, we, we came back. We're here. But um, we woke up one morning. And, and I, am, I'm, I, like, I like good breakfast. Now, that's just me. Sometimes I fast until about noon and I don't eat at all. But, but, but I, I'm a coffee Nut. I, I love good co- hot coffee, hot eggs, good crispy bacon. I, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I have this, yeah, let's go. So we got the bright idea to go to a waffle house. I'm going to make a statement to you. It's not prophetic. Don't ever go to a waffle house. I walked into Waffle House, and a little lady came up to me, and I said, I want three eggs, I want crispy bacon, I want coffee, and I ordered and what I wanted, and when it came, 
the eggs were not luke they were cold like they cooked them and put them in the refrigerator last night the bacon cold the coffee cold huh the grits weren't even cooked i'm a i'm a southerner and i wouldn't eat them and so we kindly ask please Take this back in the kitchen and nuke it. Well, Lisa was the first one, like, I'm not eating this. And I won't tell you what happened. But but we, we walked out. <laughs> we walked out and went, never again. Listen, if you don't care enough about your job to at least serve hot food, I don't have to come in your establishment. I'm not going to do it. So I kind of understand Jesus wanting a fig. And he walks up and there ain't anything on this tree at all. And I thought, Lord, I understand. I've been to Waffle House. It's just like your tree. Now, I want you to look at this word. It said in response. Isn't that a funny word, in response? That means that he's responding to the tree. Now, now, what did the, I'm not saying the tree's talking, but let's, let's add a lib here a little bit. Didn't the tree kind of go, no food for you? <laughs> yeah, it did. He walks up and looks at it and the, the tree goes, none for you. And so Jesus said to it, you ain't never going to have another piece of fruit in the longest day here on this planet. In other words, he's quite disappointed in this tree. But, he's, but something happens here that we need to talk about. When did the tree die? When he talked to it. Would it have died had he not? No. <coughs> in this church right here, Word of Life Church, we have a culture. Our culture is faith. That's a huge word, faith. In our culture, which is what makes me and us different than everybody else, the average Christian is sitting around waiting on God. And if you are, you're going to live disappointed so I'm going to ask you a question. Wherever you are right now, would you like things to be better? I'm going to give you a revelation. They don't change until you decide they're going to change. If, you're, if, if, if your life is not where you want it and you're one of these people that just kind of hopes, well, maybe next week, maybe next month, Maybe next year. Join the rest of the world that's wrong. Because I'm going to show you that Jesus gave you and I the ability to change anything that needs to be changed. It, now, now it's, what I'm going to say is very, very powerful. Now, Living by faith is not easy, but it'll make life easy. I want you to get that. I want you to understand this. 
Not everybody is going to live what I'm preaching, but if you do, expect things to change for the better. Not waiting on the government. Good God Almighty, don't wait on the government. Someone says we need to fix Washington. Listen, Washington is the problem. Not America. They created the hell that we're in. Don't vote any more idiots in there, please. Good God. Now, the ones that are in there, don't even pray they go to Walmart. Don't you do that to Walmart. I have opinions. Now, let's finish reading this because in response, Jesus said to it, no one eats fruit from you here ever again. That's it. But he said something. And he said something because it's important that you say something. So out of that discourse with a tree that he had, he jumped down to verse 20, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the root. And Peter, remembering, said, Rabbi, the fig tree you cursed withered away. Now listen, he, it didn't cuss it. I want you to understand, we're not talking about cussing. Did you know that some things you say to people may be cursing? Do you know some things you say to yourself? might be cursing. And Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed. Now, wait a second. We all know this. We've heard this many times in this church. Why is he talking about a mountain? He wants you to understand that your words can do anything. You don't have a situation that's impossible. So he picks up, he used the mountain. Now here's, I'm going to read a Mark Hankins to you. I got it out of Mark Hankins' book. And we'll give him the credit for it once. After that, Mark, I'm going to take credit for it. If your faith cannot move your mouth, it'll never move your mountain. Until you decide to move your mouth, forget about the problems changing. Number two, if God said he wanted the mountain there, he wouldn't have told you to move it. Well, you never know what the Lord will do. He had a reason putting that mountain there in front of you. No, he didn't. He didn't put the mountain there. Noah put the mountain there. That mountain started, well, Lisa and I, when we went up to Tennessee, we went up to Noah's Ark. Oh, my God, that's a boat. I looked for the motor. There wasn't one. Maybe it was a diesel. I don't know. It was a cool, really cool event because you get to see how they got air, how they fed the animals, how they grew food in the ark and all that. It was really cool. But, but you know, all the mountains are created because of the flood. Now, if, if there, so what is a mountain? A mountain is anything between you and where you want to go. So if you have situations that you need changed, he has thrown the responsibility for changing it on you. But he's made it easy. Now, now look at what he said here. Look at what he said. Well, let me, let me read this. Death and life, this is the victory that overcomes the world, 
even our faith. This is the victory. So if you can have faith, you can change anything you're going through right now. I don't care if it's sickness and disease. I don't care if it's your job. I don't care if it's your kids. You can change it. So let's go back to what Jesus said. Surely I say to you, whoever says this mountain be removed, cast the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, he'll have what he what? Says. Have what? He'll have what? Say, I have what I say. All right, now go to Romans 10. I'm going to read a scripture to you. I want to read something to you. The righteousness of faith speaks. Righteousness of faith speaks. All right, I want to go over something with you as as a church. When I'm preaching, I say things because I want you to respond. I want you to respond. I'm looking for a response. Why? I'm not, I'm not being mean. I'm doing it for you. Amen. What happens if two agree? It'll be done. So if I'm standing there and I'm saying, this is the best day of your life. So be it. You just released faith. See, faith is not a parachute. You wear it on your back, you get in trouble, jump out of an airplane. No, faith is a way you live. Words are a way of life. It's not a one time, well, I had something and I said this and, he, and I said it 10 times and it didn't, no, 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 stop. He's not talking about something you said once. He's talking about way, the way you're talking all the time. See, faith, see, the just live by faith. That, that means that church is designed by God for you to walk in, hear the word of God, and to sit there and go, amen, amen, amen. Because the whole time, see, if you're sitting there with your teeth in your mouth and you say nothing, you know what you're going to get? Nothing. Nothing. Hey, you know, we don't do that in our church. We're not in your church. We're in his. Anything that's living makes noise. I want you to go to the airport and I want you to watch airplanes take off and and, and I want you to know there are no um, Tesla airplanes. There might be one day, but right now, do you know what's making that noise? Power. You show me a powerful church, I'll show you a noisy church. Because what God is doing in here, right, even right this minute, you say, well, we, we know this. No, you don't. You knew it. If you knew it last week, you need to knew it today. 
Amen. One of the things that I've tried to get this church to do is understand there is a move of God and you're it. Someone said to me one time, I said, we're just praying the Lord will come today. I said, I'm here. I'm not calling myself Lord. Where do you think God lives? He lives in me. And he has something he'd like to say. Say, he lives in me too. Now see, church should be a time of, of creating a pathway, of setting some, some barriers in your life, of, of, of stuff dying off and get rid of them junk and build some stuff and get up for the next week and move forward in life. Now, y'all are doing actually pretty good. There was a time that I had to kind of, amen. Romans 10, let me, let me read this to you. Y'all are doing pretty good. I'm glad. I'm proud of you. Romans 10. Look, look at this. Let's read verse. What scripture did I start with? Six. The righteousness of faith speaks this way. In other words, righteousness of faith talks. Don't say who is going to ascend into heaven and bring Christ down. Who's going to descend in the abyss and bring him up? L- listen. Don't say if I only had another job. Don't say if I had a better paycheck. Don't say if I had only gone to school. Don't, the circumstances are not controlling your day. Your mouth is controlling your day. You can change everything this week right now. God gave you a powerful Power. Now, I'm going to read it to you, and I'm going to prove it to you. Let's read the next scripture right here. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith which we preach. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. All right, now let's take a hypothetical. Let's pretend for a moment that you have a relative, not you, it wouldn't be you, and they've been in church since they were a baby, and the preacher preaches every Sunday on the new birth and what Jesus did, and they live and die and not one time ever opened their mouth and said, Jesus is Lord. Where would they go? Is that God's will? No. All they had to do was one time go, Jesus is Lord. That's it. I mean, that you can't get it. It's not. And, and the greatest miracle you would ever have would happen, boom, with you responding. If that's true, and it is, is it important how you Respond to the word. Yeah, it's very important. And I want you to understand this, this thing they call, y'all name it, claim it, grab it, grab it. Well, we are. If it's mine, I claim it and I grab it, blab it. I blab it, grab it, and run down the road with it. Glory be to God. I blabbed and grabbed salvation. I blabbed and grabbed the Holy Ghost. I blabbed and grabbed. Now, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm just going to. 
I didn't tell it in the first service, so I'm going to tell this one. Just, when I was in Haiti, I tell you the time that I was preaching and, and, I, and, and 42, 43 Haitians instantly were filled with the Holy Ghost. What I never told you is I looked in the back and there was one man back there that didn't get it. One man on the back row. I am praying with the whole crowd at one time. That was the day that I pulled a $20 bill out. That's a month's wages in Haiti. I don't know about now, but it was. And I said, who wants it? And no, no one said a word. And I'm going, this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> because they're looking at me like going, hey, ain't nobody in the world going to give away a month's wages. I said, who wants this? And there's a bunch of young men here. Finally, about right here was a, a young lady who said, I do? <laughs> kind of like, I mean, if you're going to give it away, I'll take it. I mean, she just kind of. So I, I, I walked back and I handed her the equivalent of about 5,000 American dollars. And I turned around and I said, you think I'm going to go get it back? I'm not going to get it back. That's her money. All of the young men here <laughs> had a meltdown. <laughs> oh, my God, I could have had that. And they did. They, they, they realized that was stupid. And they told me later, we thought you were joking. And then I popped the question. I said, why did I give her $20 and I don't know her? Did I do it because she's good? And they said, no. I said, I did it because I'm good. I said, now God has a gift for you because he's good and we're going to pray and you're going to ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Oh, y'all. They did not do the second time what they just screwed up. They stuck their hands in the air and said, I receive the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And I mean the power of God. And I mean you talking about Pentecost. These are not Pentecostals. These are street kids. They don't know anything about Pentecost. Power of God, Barbara, hit that room. That every one of them immediately started talking in tongues. I didn't lay hands on anybody. Off they went. 42 out of 43. And then after about a minute, it, it, it subsided. And all of a sudden, it came back. This time, they, they're out of their chairs and they're jumping. They're not Pentecostals. And they're dancing and they're jumping around. And it went on about five minutes and they sat down. And then a wind hit that place and that place looked like the Blues Brothers on steroids. They were jumping chairs, doing car. I mean, this whole pandemonium hit that. They were. They got so full of God. They were. They were talking in tongues and leaping in the air and spinning around like tops. They just Holy Ghost hit that place. But I'm standing there watching one guy in the back going. Why not me, God? He didn't respond. Do not be the guy in the back. Amen. 
Why not me, God? Why not me, God? Why not me, God? I'm saying, I'm going to say this with grace. Some of y'all look like you're dead already. I mean, I'm up here preaching my heart out, and you're, you look like you're on the Frozen movie, man. And you, I mean, that's, I mean, I understand you got dignity, but that's just. And I, I mean, I'm not pointing any fingers. I actually just decided to walk away from this. But, but I'm, you know, I, I preached up in Wisconsin. Has anybody in here from Wisconsin? You're from Wisconsin. Anybody over here in Wisconsin? They never. My God, I couldn't wait to get out of church. I have never been in a church. They did not only not say nothing, they didn't even move. I went, help me, Jesus. I have a question. Why would you want to replicate a dead church? If you want death, there's a, just get a phone book and look for first church. That They're dead. And they're proud of it. I mean, if you want to go to a church where God don't even go, then, you, then go. I'm saying that with grace. I'm really trying to, you're, God's waiting on you. Now, I'm going to tell you how I, I'm going to tell you how I learned this. I, I got a cool story to tell you. When I first moved here from Tulsa, I got a job as a youth pastor with Tom Copeland. Well, I don't know whether you know this or not, but the youth pastor position doesn't really pay a lot of money. It's kind of like youth pastor, you know. And so I had to get a side job. So I got a job at Albertson's stocking groceries at night. And one of the requirements was that they gave me a polygraph test. Has anybody in here ever been, had a polygraph test? Two, three. It is cool and not so cool. So they, they sit me down and they wire me up, you know, and they put little wires on all my fingers and they put things and stuck them to my heart and on my forehead. And I mean, I look like something right out of a $6 million man, you know. And, and so he says, we're going to ask you some questions. And I'm like, okay. And he starts by, your name is, and I give him, and, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and, and, and I'm talking. And I, and I remember someplace he's asking me questions, and there's a little dial over there that goes from truth to liar, liar. And so... Many of you understand that before Jesus, I had a past. I got actually asked nicely, not nicely, to leave a city and don't you ever come back or you will not exit. That's was not good. I'm glad that I changed the way I looked. They wouldn't recognize me now so I can drive through the town. 
And it was a redneck town. You know what I'm talking about? It was just a place where people would try to escape on the way to prison. To get, they'd shoot themselves in the head three times to commit suicide. All kind of bad stuff happened in this, in this town. And they said, don't you ever come back. So anyway, so I'm, I'm at Albertsons, and he asked me this question. Is anyone looking for you? And fear hit me. Not because I'm bad, but I had, oh God, I hope not. And I started thinking, because I used to shop at, not Walmart, what was it called then? Kmart. I didn't use the cash register. I just went and got what I wanted and left. <laughs> it's under the blood. It's under the blood. I walked out one day. I had a chainsaw. And the lady said, are you going to pay for that? And I went, no. She said, you have to. And I said, why? She said, well, that's stealing. I said, huh, what? I had an attitude. But I got saved. Thank you for the blood. All right. So he asked me this question, is anyone after you? And I mean, it just... Mmm, God, I hope not. <laughs> Maybe. So, being a good Christian now, I said, no. And the needle went. <laughs> and I mean, I'm looking at that needle and I'm going, it didn't say liar, it said bald face, unadulterated liar. And I'm looking at that needle, and he looked at me and said, would you like to explain this? And I went, oh, my God. He said, what's going on in your mind? I said, well, number one, I am a youth pastor. I am a born-again Christian. I said, but I have not always been. I said, when you asked me that question, I had all kinds of imaginations. Oh, my God, do I need to be looking out of the rearview mirror now? Because <laughs> I used to ride with my focus in the rearview more than I did the front. I can smell a cop. They're here. They're here somewhere, you know. And he laughed at me and said, would you like for me to rephrase the question? I said, I would. Here's what, this is why I'm telling you this. While I'm thinking, nothing happened. God's not interested in what you think. Not until I said a word, one word, no. It picked up my temperature. It ticked up my heart rate. My body responded to my word. Do you understand that right now in this church, your body is getting healthier as you Respond. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. What do, you, what do you think's going on in you? This is not a one-time gig with a tree. This is life. I want you to learn the language of faith. This is the victory that overcomes this world. Even my faith. Today is a good day. 
I'm blessed coming in, going out. Abraham's blessings are mine. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If God is for me, what, what is happening inside? See, you're wanting your body to get well. It doesn't just get well. Maybe you have something to do with the mess. You can't run around ugly and be healthy. I'm believing for my health. <laughs> it ain't going to happen, darling. It's just not going to happen. Now, listen before we go any further. Don't get in condemnation because you won't get great at it anytime soon. But you, but you need to start today and go, I'm going to start watching what I say and walking by faith a whole lot more. And I realize that my words on a day, see, the tree didn't die till Jesus said something. Stuff's not going to die in your life until you say. Something's not going to live until you say something. The world around you is waiting for your words and what you have to say. Not God. You're not waiting on God. That is huge. So what about the economy? What about it? What about it? My God meets all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. See, the, 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 the gold and the silver in my paycheck needs to hear my voice. Money? Come. Jesus' name. Job? Come. I've been around people that are my age. And they don't walk like I walk. They don't act. I mean, I, I, I asked a person not too long ago, I said, how old are you? And they went, 70. And they said, how old are you? And I said, 69. Yeah, I, 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 I talk. I, body. Body. Heart. I call you strong. Body, you're not old. I don't care what Lisa says. You're not old. Hair, grow in Jesus' name. <laughs> no, she doesn't say that. She doesn't say that. She's actually the one that gets on to me sometimes. Because every once in a while I start saying something, she goes, you really want me to get an agreement with what you just said? I said, no. And she goes, well, then I wouldn't say that anymore if I was you. Is this good? This is absolutely a very, very powerful. Um, the, why am I doing this? In the time you're living in, you are, I understand that Putin's crazy. And, and, and Biden, Biden, I'm going to give you an opinion. Someone said he's running the country. He's smoking crack. All of us in the room that did drugs can spot someone on drugs. He wakes up in the morning, they walk in, they go, well, you want a crack pipe or do you want to, well, yeah, I mean, you want him to shoot you up? And, and that's how he's, come out here and say something. And then they send him back down and that's all, that's all he's doing right now. He's, he's going to die and won't even know he's dead. So if y'all don't know that by now, oh, help you, help me, Jesus. He's not running the country. 
Do y'all remember the Wizard of Oz? Yeah. It wasn't a head. Is this a, this is a little punky dude behind a curtain? There's a there's a punky somebody behind a curtain up there, pushing buttons and pulling levers. But in the meantime, back at the ranch, I've got some say so about how my life goes. I may not be able to control everything, but I'll guarantee you one thing: I can control what God happens to me. Say me too. Say me too. Say it again, me too. Why am, I, why, am I, why am I doing that to you? Because I want you to lay some good road down for the weeks ahead. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I have the wisdom of God. Say, I'm not old and senile. I'm not losing my mind. Now, you can't control what everybody says to you, but you can sure control what you say to you. And, and, and let me tell you something. Don't think you're going to be a pro by tomorrow because you're going to go, what did he preach yesterday? All right, let's, 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 let's go. Oh, man, I hate that clock. Matthew 9. I'm going to go just a little longer here. You need to see this. Matthew 9. Do, do y'all, uh, uh, is this good? Yes. It is. Now, have I ever preached this before? Yes. yes. Let me help you with something. I'll preach it again. Because I, I don't always, I know truths, but I have to go back over them also. I'm going to show you something that I do, and I'm not going to be able to do it. There's a little book called Power Your Words. When I am not doing well with my mouth, I need someone to help me, and I, I have this little book. And I go, okay, let's read. And he's got a whole lot of scriptures in here printed for me. That's what you do when you just can't think of nothing. And I, and I will pull it out and I'll start reading it because I understand that I feel bad. I feel sick. I feel broke and I feel depressed. Oh, never mind, I'm going to come over here. And I know I need to shut up right now because I don't need to be running around talking about the way I feel. And I have some opinions. And I don't need to be saying them either. I'm, I don't need to be saying. So I go, where's my book? Somewhere along the lines of quoting the word for about 10 minutes, the, I know that I am releasing faith. It got me born again. Why would it not change my circumstances? It does. I don't want you to think that I, I walk around with this, the angels sing holy, holy, holy all day. They, they don't. Sometimes my angels fold their wings and go, help him, Jesus. And then Lisa goes, yeah, God, help him, Jesus. Okay. All right. So I have to, I have to go over this. But this is probably one of the greatest truths I have ever learned in my life. 
how to change my day and my week and my year when I want to. He said, if you say, that's a powerful statement. If you don't like the mountain, what are you going to say? And the mountain is looking at me going, I am moving for you. I am impossible. And I open up my Bible and I go, no, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. All right. What did I say to go to? 927. Jesus is part of there. Two blind men followed him crying, son of David, have mercy on us. And when they came in the house, he went in the house and they followed him in there. The blind man came and Jesus said, do you believe I'm able to do this? Why did he ask him that? Why doesn't he just heal him because he's God? You know, he can't. He can't. Mark 6, 5, he could do no mighty work in his own hometown. You see, if you don't know that, you've been religiously taught. Jesus never did anything apart from someone's faith. When he went to the pool of Bethsaida, he got one guy and left with him. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crippled people there. You need to start reading your Bible without your denominational glasses on. God is unable to save a soul, no matter how much he loves them, apart from their faith. He's unable to do anything for you apart from faith. So if you want to just keep going, he'll let you. And you're sitting around going, God, help me, God. I don't know why, God. And he's waiting on you. Think about it for a month or two. Nine. Do you, do you believe I'm able to do this? And they said, he's waiting on them. He said, what do you have to say? Yes. Say yes. 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 And then he said, according to my great power, my divine holiness, it's because I'm God in the flesh. I'm here in this house, anointed by the Holy Ghost. And I'm glad you got here today. And I'm going to lay my hands on your poor, miserable, beany little head. And I'm going to heal you. And you go out of here and tell them that God has healed your body. Oh, never mind. I went Pentecostal on you. He touched their eyes and said, Yeah. Now, let, let, let's go over something because I know that the devil's talking to you already. That's hard. When you were a complete heathen, you got the greatest miracle by saying, yes, Lord. It did not get harder. He loves you more now than he did when you were heathen. Come on, y'all. 
Don't let the mountain talk you out of your miracle. Don't let sickness talk you. Don't let the government, don't let anybody talk you out of your miracle. Jesus said, according to your faith, which is according to your, my word in your mouth, be it unto you. Now go to the verse 20, 30, and let's read what it says. And their eyes were what? He said, don't, don't tell anybody why. After you start telling everybody what Jesus done, he can't even... You can't even walk through a town without people grabbing at him. All right. Let's go to one more. I got one more. Matthew 17. Is this good? Remember the woman with the issue of blood? She said. She said. She said. She said. Matthew 17. Verse 14. And when they came to a multitude, they came kneeling down to him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He is an epileptic. He suffers, and, he, and the devil throws him in the fire and in the water. Now, let me, let me, let, 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 let's talk about the devil here just a moment, just a moment. When the Bible says resist the devil, did he say, think him away? No, he didn't say, think him away. Sitting around Thinking about it is not doing you any good. So you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to, it sounds like this. Fear, get off me. Satan, shut up. Get off me in Jesus' name. Condemnation, get off me. Jesus talked to the devil, didn't he? Well, he ain't leaving you alone until you talk. Now, if you're afraid of that, that's called a spirit of fear. But you're not going to win a silent battle with Satan. You're going to learn to talk. Intimidation, get off me. All right. Having said that, let's go back to the devil here for a minute. Verse 16, I brought him to your disciples, and they couldn't cure him. And Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, now listen to what I'm going to say. He's upset. I know y'all think God don't ever get upset, but he, he gets upset. How long do you think you need to sit in a faith and word church before you start living by faith? If I have to come in here and pump you next Sunday, I'm, prone to, I'm going to get mad. Was he mad today? I think so, Martha. I think he was very mad. <laughs> well, why do you think that is? Well, it probably has something to do with last week. He told us he's going to get mad. <laughs> you know, my children are not babies. I, when just, it's, I expect Justin to act like a man. I expect the girls to act like ladies. I, I, five, there were five. There were five. But they ain't five. And you ain't five either. God's expecting a lot more out of us right now. All right. Now, I know that there's a side issue. That's the only hard thing I'll say all day, so y'all can go home and go, ah. okay. And he rebuked, he said, how long am I going to be with you? Get him here to me. He is not in a good mood right now. Guys, I've been walking with you. We've been over this. We've been over this. Bring him here. 
James, John, shut up and bring the kid here. We've done this and we've done this and we've done this. He rebuked the demon that came out of him. The child was cured. And the disciples said, why couldn't we do it? Well, you know that sometimes the Lord says yes, and sometimes the Lord says no, and you just never know what God will do. For the Lord had a reason for that child being an epileptic, and he knew that that boy was going to die, and there were going to be people saved at the funeral, and God had just shut up now. God don't need the devil to teach you anything. And he's not using your problems to train. If problems taught you, everybody in the hospital be full of the wisdom of God. And they're not. So that's a lie. Boy, I'm on it today, aren't I not? I just debunked 99% of all churches right there. I just blew them out of the water because it's not true. Why could they not get him out? Why? He gave us an answer. Let's read it. Because of your what? Do you know what unbelief is? Unpersuaded to act. When I'm preaching good and you're not saying nothing, it's unbelief. It's not your personality. Well, that's just not my personality. It's not your personality. It's unbelief. Well, you know, I don't want to look like a... You're in a wild church. You look weird doing nothing. I was in a church uh, in Tulsa, and it was one of those churches that don't say nothing. But I didn't know it. And the preacher said something, and I went, amen. And everybody in the building went. And I went, that's weird. I got to tell you one more story. One time we're at a camp meeting, and Lisa's with me. John Osteen's preaching. And he said something, I said, preach it, John. And he stopped and said, I'm trying to. And my lovely wife said, I'm going to sit someplace else. And she has since matured. She'll sit with me now no matter what. But it's like the whole building stopped and looked at me, and I went, what did I say? I just told him to preach it. I, when I hear something good, I'm very likely to respond. And we should. We should. We should. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, that, does that make us holy rollers? Maybe. Maybe. But why waste a good church service? We have a culture in this church, and the culture says you can talk. Enjoy it. We should, we should. It should be lively. Okay, let me finish this in a moment. Because of your unbelief, surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible to you. 
Barbara, say it again. Amen. Amen. Say nothing, nothing. Is, impossible is impossible to me. If you have the power that got you born again, that's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. If you could change your destiny in one moment, can you change this week? Yeah, you can. So I want you to leave today with this idea. Learn to live by faith. Find scriptures that paint a picture of where you want to go. Quit trying to figure out how God will do it. You don't know that. That's not your concern. How God does it, leave it alone. You won't know that. But when it says in there for you to say, sickness, you're not staying on me. Body, I call you strong in Jesus' name. Checkbook, I call you blessed. Job, I call you blessed. I have favor with God and man. Everything I put my hand to shall prosper. Let me tell you something. You'll climb out of the mess you're in. Listen, what I said today is huge. This is probably one of the most valuable things I ever learned as a Christian. What I just said. So I have a habit of saying things. I don't lack for money. My checkbook sometimes lot. When I said when trees talk, your checkbook talks, your job talks, your body talks, mountains talk. Everything around you is talking. Talk back. <laughs> I know you have something to say, but I have something to say to you. You big, ugly mountain. I know you're big and ugly, but I'm going to tell you something. Jesus told me to move you, and I call you moved in the name of Jesus. Can I tell you another story, even though we've gone 1221? Can I? Thank you. I'm in Africa, and they're taking me to a church in a Toyota Corolla, and I'm in a suit. And when I get there, my suit's gray. It was black when I left. To go and the, the inside of the car is as dirty as the outside, but the road to the church looks like somebody bombed it in Ukraine. I mean, the potholes are so deep that if you're off on the side, you'd see the car disappear. Wow. Mm. I thought he was going to put it in four-wheel drive to come out of it. I mean, we're, we're not talking potholes like this. We're talking about from here to the door, potholes. And so I'm on the way to church, and I said, I call this road flat. And Pastor Opicho went, oh, 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 Pastor Morgan, this ain't America. We don't grade roads here. I said, I wasn't quoting America. I was quoting Mark 11, 23, and 24. I said this road is flat in Jesus' name. And, and I said it every day on the way to the, to the church, and I said it every day on the way home. And every time I said it, Pastor Opicho told me it wouldn't work in Africa. That works only in America. I didn't know the Bible only worked in America. I said I call the road flat. <laughs> we don't grade roads here. We don't grade roads here. 
I could give a little. I don't care how God grades it. I call it flat. So he comes back to see Barbara. Barbara took him in. I never would take him in. And he came to me and he said, what scripture was that you were using? I said, why did you ask? He said, somebody graded the road. He said, we never saw him do it. We just woke up one morning and the whole road was flat. He said, the, the funny thing about it, it's the only road in all town that's flat. I said, well, you should have taken me down the rest of them. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Why in the world would God respond to me and flatten a road? Who, who graded it? Probably a big angel on a bulldozer one night. Got out, Wouldn't that not have been cool to wake up in the morning and go, oh, is that God grading that road out there? I got about 100 stories like this. I call my checkbook full. I call my truck paid off. I call my house paid off. I call my heart strong. I call Lisa beautiful. My God, it's working. Now, I'm going to tell you one more story. I told her one time, I said, if I was you, I'd call me handsome. She said, I don't have that much faith. <laughs> this is good. Your best days are ahead of you. I call you whole. I call you healthy. I say you have the wisdom of God. I say you have the favor of God. I call some of you girls married. Woo! Don't think it don't work. It does. I got a story. I got one more story. Little, little Karen Brown. I started, I started saying she has a baby, and finally she gets pregnant. And she's in the foyer one day, and she looked at me, and she said, Pastor, I'm pregnant. It's your fault. <laughs> I said, Karen, shut up. Good God Almighty. Don't say that in this church. People, people, I didn't have anything to do with you getting pregnant, Karen Brown. <laughs> she said, you know what I mean. I said, but that man in the foyer don't know. <laughs> so some of you ladies, I call you pregnant in Jesus' name. Oh, glory be to God. You ready to pray? Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for your goodness. I pray right now that everybody in the sound of my voice would walk out of here today with a revelation. I, I pray that the truth will not fall to the ground. That everybody that heard me will walk out and go, Wow. I'm fixing to make some changes in my life. I see, I see it, I see it, I see it. Father God, help us to, to hear this and grow in it because it's a growing process. And Father, there's many changes that we need in the world we live in right now. We need faith. Our faith will always put us over. Our faith will always put us over. Some of you need jobs. Start saying, I have a job. Start saying, I have make good money. Say it. Say it. Say it. 
Some of you need to look in the mirror and start saying, body, you're healthy. I call you healthy. I call you healthy. And Father, we'll give you praise and honor. The word always works in Jesus' name. If you don't know Jesus, I want to give you one scripture. The Bible says in the book of Colossians that he, God willed to make known to them through the riches of his glory, the mystery of the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. That Nope, that ain't it. That was another one. It pleased the Father in Jesus by to reconcile things, all things to himself, whether in heaven and earth, having made peace through the blood of the cross, which you were once an alien or alienated. You were an enemy in your mind by wicked works, yet he has now reconciled in the body of his flesh through the death. If you don't know Jesus, you are alienated from God for eternity because of what Adam did. If you never remember a time in your life where you say, I, I don't know if I ever made Jesus Lord. Well, he said through the, through the death on the cross, he reconciled all things to himself. But like Pastor said, you're going to have to make a verbal, Jesus, I want to make you Lord of my life. And if you've never done that, if you've never remembered a time where you said, I've never made Jesus Lord, come up today when our altar workers are coming up, get saved, give your life to Jesus. It says he made peace with you, with God through the blood of the cross. You want peace with God. Right now, my, the, what the Lord has been putting on my heart is souls right now. Eternity is a really, really, really long time for friends and family to go to hell because they didn't get peace with God through the blood of the cross. And it's easy. Just tell people, Jesus loves you. Do you know him? He gave you peace through the cross. Have you ever accepted Jesus? You'll hear some crazy stuff, and they'll tell you about, but just get them, get them to pray with you. Just say, well, I want to pray with you. And so I'm, I've been witnessing to a guy in the gym. He's in a, he's in a gang. He, he got out of prison. And there's guys in the gym that tell me they're scared of him because he's got all the uh, Arabian tattoos all over him. But I'm not scared of him. I want him to, to know Jesus. I want him to get born again. I want him, eternity is a long time because all he talks about is gangs and prisons and gangs and he's still in that whole mindset. But I said to him, I said, what about eternity? Where are you going to be? I'm trying to make him think a little bit different. Right now, Jesus is pulling the harvest in, I believe. And so get good at I tell, I tell the Lord all the time, I'm good at witnessing to people in Jesus' name. I'm bold in Jesus' name. I'm good at it. I'm, like he said, I'm confessing that I'm a soul winner. And I'm going to get the soul winner's crown when I get to heaven. That's what I want, that soul winner's crown. And so if you're afraid to share with people, just start saying I'm a good soul winner and I'm good at it. And I- we hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages and it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407 955 Five, three, four, five. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.